something I can see peering out of that black hole, two luminous disks. The eyes, it might be a face, might be almost oh, oh, heavens. Something wriggling out of the shadow like a gray snake. Now it's another one and another one and another one. They look like tentacles to me. Oh, yeah, I can see the thing's body. Now it's large, large as a bear. Crystals like wet leather, but that face, that face. Ladies and gentlemen, it's indescribable. I can hardly force myself to keep looking at it. It's so awful. The eyes are black and they gleam like a serpent. The mouth is a kind of V-shaped with saliva dripping from its rimless lips and seem to oh, quiver and pulsate. The elevator lurches to life again. Small drops of blood fall from Saint's sleeve. This claustrophobic little chamber rattles up to the final floor of Springwood Lodge, and to a fate that neither of our investigators are prepared for. You have exactly one minute. I'm starting a little stopwatch. Oh shit! Okay. To have a conversation before you reach the final floor. No, there's no stopwatch. <laughs> but if you want to say anything to each other before those doors open and you die, uh, now's the time. Oh. Sorry, and you walk out of the elevator and then... Spoilers! Yeah, that, I guess we're gonna die. Yeah, yeah wait, Lightning shit, ho- strikes the hotel and you get Tower of Terror real bad. Oh, oh no. Shit. Quick, everybody roll out your, in my case, non-existent backup characters. I think um, Alistair kind of like... Uh, like, like, adjusts his grip on the giant tuning fork thing. Um... And looks over at Saint. Uh, I, th- I think the problem that I keep running into Alistair it, with into Alistair is that I feel like he shouldn't use like colloquialisms, and uh, that's my whole vocabulary. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. if Alistair talked like you, just like yeah, the urge, um, the urge to look up the history of ghosts right now is so strong, and I'm being so brave. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe the joke's on you that if he dies the next character you get is going to talk more like me because it'll make recording go faster (laughs) (laughs) all hell i don't have to fucking twist my brain into linguistic pretzels yeah i think uh alistair kind of hefts the uh the big old tuning fork um and just looks over at saint and it's like I think we should probably assume we've lost the elements of both subterfuge and surprise on this one. Seems reasonable. But I also don't think... I'm not cut out for brute force. Uh, Fifteen minutes ago, I would have said you weren't either. Adjusting my opinion on that front. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) St. Grimaces. Um... Yeah, I, uh, I don't necessarily enjoy it, but I think that ideally, unless there's a lot of people, I think we'll make it out okay. Hopefully. I prefer not to uh, fight, but... Outsmart him, and if we can't outsmart him, overpower him? Yeah. Seems reasonable. 
from your interactions with the visitor, do you have the sense that it's, that we should consider it a potential resource? Well, ally at the very least, I don't know. I mean, I don't know resource-wise what it would, like what it'll do. I just don't know what it is capable of what did it take for you to be able to communicate with it thus far physical contact proximity particular materials uh i don't remember that's me not saint i don't remember i think oh uh, i believe you just touched it yeah i think so okay but you like, had to be touching it okay yeah um if we want to get real technical, you touched it with both hands. Okay, yeah. I uh, I touched it last time. Oh no, we'll see if that's necessary. If we both would need to be touching it, I don't know. But we'll I figure if we repeat what I did last time, that's probably the best way to approach this. And I don't know how much time we're probably... This is a slow elevator, but it's not that slow. Um, I think right as it seems like we're we're about to hit the top floor, um, Alistair also just kind of like like looks looks over at Saint and just says, uh, "I don't know how many points of leverage we have left, but ultimately, he's an arrogant son of a bitch." And playing into that might give us an angle. Okay. Seems reasonable. So do you have a plan then? Usually I have several. This time I have an idea and uh, it'll involve what one of my instructors used to call bullshitting the bullshitter. Okay. A short chime breaks the silence. The elevator doors lurch open. There is a thick curtain of darkness uh, ahead of you. You are not able to see too far into the lobby of the third floor uh, because it is enveloped in darkness. But you hear and feel a little bit of cold like the wind whistling through the area. Okay. You are still inside the elevator. Well. Make a decision before the door shut and you go back down. No, yeah, okay. I'm getting off. I'm getting out of the elevator. I mean, we could also, like, one of us can stick our foot or something in the, like, doorway and that prevents the doors from closing. I don't trust this elevator to have been built at a point where that as a safety standard existed. <laughs> what if it just squishes my foot? <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Yeah, we can, we'll just leave. Um, in all seriousness, no, we absolutely could do that. Um, or one of us could like press the physically press and press the press the keep the doors open button. Yep. I think, um, I, I feel like we're going to have to pull out flashlights because all jokes aside, we have a human level of seeing the dark ability. Or at least I do. I don't know if Saint wants to pull something out of the bag right now. 
Saint's like, actually, I'm a half-elf. That's why I'm so charismatic. No. No, no, no. That's just me double-checking that I uh, have a flashlight. I think we have established that both of us do. Yes, we both definitely have flashlights. And they're the big old, like, mag-light ones that realistically double as a blunt weapon. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, I would like to at least, like, duck my head out the elevator and, like, look down, like, the other sides that we can't necessarily see from being inside the elevator and see, like, is there someone waiting directly outside to, like... Yeah, that's a good idea. ...try and stab us. Are Um, we about to get jumped? Yeah. That sounds like a notice thing, yeah? Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay, yeah. So what I would like to do is I'm going to, like, poke my head out the elevator and look down each side, uh... Like, right outside the elevator to see, like, what's there. With your flashlight, right? <clears throat> yep. Cool, go ahead. Ooh. Uh, I rolled two na- or three negatives and a positive. Um, and I think in this case, I have not used any of my fate points or either of my, like, Lucky we rolled a bad choice. I think I'm gonna spend that here. <laughs> nice. That was that was pretty miserable. That was I'm pretty gonna, pretty bad. I'm gonna spend one of my uh, lucky points. There we go. Uh, that's three positives and a negative. So in nice. that case, uh, that brings me to a three because I have a one in notice. The room that you're staring into is not entirely very large. It, um. It's smaller than the lobby that you were in mere moments ago on the ground floor and about the same size as the one on the second floor. This is less of a lobby, perhaps that's a, a the wrong word for this, and more of a an antechamber of sorts. Um, you know, it's the space between the elevators. Uh, shining the flashlight directly ahead, you see another elevator across this little almost hallway uh, from you. Uh, The entrance to which has been boarded up. Uh, Two by four planks uh, in kind of a zigzag Z pattern uh, blocking the use of that other elevator. You can only guess why. On the ground, a very large uh, throw rug. So that's nice. (laughs) there's nothing scary about that normal ass throw rug pointing the flashlight to the south you see this very uh elaborate uh kind of rose window it is not stained glass but it definitely has those uh triangular patterns point you know as a kind of an observation point Hmm. um and then to the north of the room is a large very thick curtain not unlike the one downstairs in the theater pointing your flashlight up to the ceiling your light catches on to what appears to be a hole in the ceiling uh probably insignificant but just another evidence of the structural disintegrity of this building as you can see the uh overcast snowy clouds kind of drift by a handful of flakes kind of shuffle down from the top of the ceiling by which you mean snowflakes and not drywall. Important okay. distinction. Yeah. So only exit here is to the north, right? That curtain. Correct. Presumably. Okay. 
I think, um, hmm. Leaning, leaning close to kind of like whisper to Saint. Um, I'm not going to whisper because this is an audio medium and uh, that's annoying. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alistair, I guess I'm just trying to remember how to stage whisper. Um, <laughs> Alistair leans to Saint and says, were you able to sense the visitor similar to your um, affinity for uh, ghosts, apparitions, that sort of thing? Uh, no, no, I didn't. I didn't sense it or anything. And do I hear anybody moving around or is is there any sign that there might be like humans up here? I mean, I'm assuming that there are, but I just want to see if I can get a vibe for like where they are and if possible, how many of them there are. <laughs> any indication of, you know, are there people around here? If so, perhaps how many and where are they? Sure. You can hear a couple people on the other side of the curtains. Okay. Voices I recognize? No. Nope. Yeah. See, sort of, you know, f- flashlight low to the ground, so it's not necessarily immediately obvious. It's kind of like inclines his head in the direction of the uh, curtain with the like, well, t- nothing for it kind of face. Mm-hmm. I guess all that remains for us is whether we're going for stealth or drama. <laughs> I mean, we could potentially do both. Stealth obviously is not my strongest suit, but I could always go in there full throttle and you could just go around while I distract them. That could work. How? I'm just trying to get a a mental map of the space. How, like, long end to end is this curtain? Probably about 20 feet across. And if I walk, if I'm carefully sort of like go from one end to the other, can I try to triangulate whether the voices are coming from like closer to one side or the other? Uh, sure. Go ahead and roll notice for me. Uh, that's a three. Uh, sure. Yeah. You walk uh, back and forth again, trying to, as best you can, put your ear toward the um, toward the curtain. Uh, without alerting anyone to your presence. Important. Yeah, I'm going to say that as you kind of walk back and forth, it sounds like they're coming a little bit from the right. Okay. Well, so, in that directionally, case, I will kind of... east. Mm-hmm. In that case, I will head for the opposite corner of the curtain. Okay. And go through. Um, I'm letting Saint go through first. Okay. The idea being that I'm assuming that you are going to sort of like, you know, like, make yourself known and I will potentially be able to be on the other side of the room and not have people notice me immediately. (laughs) Okay, cool. So that is the plan we want to do. I I think I am, yep, I I think that is, I don't think we have a better one, so. No. (laughs) Unfortunately, I am, I am I am willing to go along with this one. Yep, let's rock and roll. Okay, then I am going to go... Well, I think first, actually, I'm going to kind of like... Yeah, whatever, fuck it. 
I was I was thinking like, do I want to kind of like peek my head through and get an idea of like maybe how many people are in this room if this plane's even gonna work or whatever. But like, like there's no way I'm gonna be able to poke my head through this curtain and not have them see me anyway. And it's better for me to just go in yeah, exactly. There's no it's it's yeah. better that I go into the room and have them kind of follow me over to a different side of the room and just get all of them to look at me. Um Rather than having them come to the curtain where you also are. So, yeah, I am going to uh, just walk in. You push back against the curtain and push your way into the other side. Into this uh, much larger room. Immediately, your eyes are kind of drawn to the number of lit candles uh, across this area uh, that are either up on... Uh, these little side tables, these little end tables uh, pressed up against the wall, or in some cases are just melting on the ground. Uh, if you're familiar with the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes are, of course, attracted to that light uh, because it's the only light uh, that appears to be up here. The uh, What appears to be a, a chandelier that hangs in this kind of central area is not on, maybe not even functional. Uh, but is definitely not providing any light. The only light is from these various candles. You quickly clock that there are five doors leading to five different uh, suites up here. Uh, and aside from all of the environmental uh, aspects, you see that there are three uh, relatively well-dressed people kind of crowding around the rightmost door. They do not appear to be paying attention to you at first. Um, in fact, it appears to be two people kind of conferring with an older, uh, uh, bald man, uh, in a, uh, very particular, uh, vest. And they seem to be having a conversation that very certainly does not involve you. So they don't notice me? They don't notice you. Oh, uh... Or at least they're not attracting their attention to you. They don't, yeah. Whatever's going on, they are not engaging with me currently cool um i'm going to like carefully open the curtain a little bit and like wave alistair through um and like gesture to like going around the left okay yeah i will slip through the curtain on the far on the sort of the against the other wall and take in this sight and um i'd like to take advantage of them not paying attention to head for whichever the closest door is to me. Sure. You crawl along the length of the wall, uh, careful to avoid any of the candles that are on the ground uh, and careful not to make any sort of creaking step on these aging timbers that are holding up the third floor. Uh, you walk around to the leftmost, bottom leftmost door, uh, which leads to suite 505? Five? Which leads I to... I mean, who knows? Yeah. You skipped uh, this a couple is a, floors. This is a non welcome, welcome to the fucking non-Euclidean geometry hotel. Um, and there's a staircase where the further up you go, it looks like there's always... Anyway. Hotel of Leaves. Oh, no. <laughs> Fuck. Talk about you can clock out. You can clock out. You can check out anytime you want, but you can never leave. <laughs> Thanks for staying at the Marriott. Feel free to clock out anytime. Um, 
Oops. <laughs> to the bottom leftmost door upon which the sign 301 is written. Okay. Um. Is door locked? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> In if attempting put... to jiggle the handle, yes. you draw the attention of the people on the opposite side of the room. Ah, fuck. Of course I do. <laughs> There's a brief flickering moment of doubt, but no, that's distinctly him. You come face to face, Alistair, with your employer, Agent Gray. What the fuck? What the fuck? What a twist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. The bald man turns around and you see the distinct uh, familiar uh, suit pattern, or rather vest pattern, of Agent Gray, your employer. I mean, who's to say that's actually him, though? I think that Alistair's, I think he freezes. Sure. For a moment. This is a little bit, even though he knows that, like, the text messages, you know, like, that they they were, he was able to, to basically spoof text messages or like make me think that I was getting texts <laughs> when I wasn't. Um, he, even though he knows that Springwood is able to manipulate people like that, I think the sheer weight of association with agent gray is enough to have him just freeze for a second sure so i'm leaving this one up to you i am i am like there there is there is enough of a moment of cannot compute here that if somebody's going to take advantage of it they can agent gray takes a step forward uh and makes direct eye contact with saint garcia flores uh extends his hand forward and says I'm sorry, we didn't get a chance to meet in New Mexico. Saint, was it? In the monotone voice that Alistair has been very familiar with the entire time. Hmm. I'm... Saint and I are both, uh, (laughs) implying that there's two of us here in the room. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about how I want to handle this. And I think uh, Saint takes a moment to just kind of look at him and then glances over at Alistair and sees that he's frozen and then looks back at uh, Gray, not knowing who he is, um, and says, uh, yes, that's me, though I'm afraid I don't know who you are. You have me at a disadvantage. My name is Agent Gray. Uh, That's what you can refer to me as anyway. I'm Alistair's handler. I'm with the department. I'm just going to do the courtesy of keeping this as quick as possible. While you two were elsewhere in the building, me and my fellow agents were able to approach uh, the building through the front entrance and make our way up here. 
it seems that this is the kind of situation in which the two of you may be unprepared to deal with, and we wanted to be sure you had additional resources going forward. And he does look like Agent Grey to me, too, right? Well, yeah, of course, it's Agent Grey. Hmm. Uh, does Alistair recognize the other two people? That's a good question. Sure. I think you recognize Agent Oliver Coy. And, uh, I don't think, uh, well, you probably only caught the side of her head, but that's Agent Rose, who was in the tent with you in the previous chapter. Hmm. Hmm. Did, did, uh, did Alistair let people know that you were you you got the instruction to come here right i can't remember what i did or didn't tell the department i can't remember if i'm effectively a wall right now or not because that is gonna that's like the deal breaker question here right is is did i did i tell the department where did they tell you to go after him? Do they know where you are? I am... But either way, I'm pretty sure, even if they do, I'm pretty sure they don't know that I came with you. Because I think that the issue here was, I was like, I'm going to go there anyway, no matter what. And you were like, and we decided to go together. Yes. Um. So I don't think that they know that I'm with you. No, they would have no way to know. They would have no reason to, because I wouldn't have told them. Right. They know who I am, though. So I'm not surprised yes. that he, if he, this is really him, I would not be surprised if he saw me and was like, I know who this is because they have, like, files about me. You came up in conversation. Right. There was a whole, there was a whole, was a whole the conversation about was a whole, me. There was, in fact, a whole tell me about your yeah. exorcist. I mean, the exorcist. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, just, you know, sometimes sometimes you don't need to tell your dad about the exorcist. Yeah, exactly. About your boyfriend. Yeah. About the exorcist um, you've been hanging out with. <laughs> okay, so let me think this through for a second. <laughs> Agent um, Gray being like, does the exorcist want to come over for dinner tonight? God. I don't, I to... don't think you're AWOL. <laughs> I don't think I just, I just don't remember if you were like, I'm going to do this, or if your boss was like, go do this. But I don't think you're AWOL. I think that they know that this was something that was going to happen. Because that doesn't seem... Honestly, I don't think Alistair is currently at a point where no, he's going to go I, AWOL. that is true. I don't think that Alistair would have gone AWOL. I think he said he was going after... I think he was basically like, I think I know where they're going. And just yeah. didn't say that Saint was going to. Correct. So, and then um, the next question is, did you share, like... there's it seems likely that you would have shared like here's the locale here's like the location we're going to trying to do the math of like does it is it possible for them to be here i think the answer is yes i still think it's weird i still especially since like we've determined that those texts that you got like aren't real and it seems weird that like they would have come here and not told you that you were getting a backup yeah that is true um hmm okay i'm trying to decide what 
I'm trying to decide whether for Alistair this is one of those, like, um, whether this is an Occam's Razor moment. The most, the simplest explanation is they are really here. Because every other explanation is, like, more convoluted. On the other hand, every other possible explanation, while more convoluted, relies on things that, if this were, like, not a paranormal show, would be far-fetched, however, are things that factually happen in this universe. Mm -hmm. You know, telepathy, you know, mind manipulation is a fact of this world. Yeah. He's experienced it. I think the question is that I've got to figure out on the fly is, one, does he think this is real? And two, is he going to go along with it, whether regardless? Like, like if he thinks it's not real, is he going to go along with it? Yeah. To see that what That might need not be a bad way to do it, is because if we go along with it and it is real, we're fine. If we go along with it and pretend that we're going along with it and it isn't real, we have an advantage there. I think it's almost... I think my instinct as a player is that it's not real. Agreed. The question is, does Alistair... Okay, no, I know what I'm going to do next. Okay. Um, I think Alistair, like, does, after this moment of, like, what the ever-loving fuck um, <laughs> that, that, is, that is splashed across his facial features... Um, kind of, you know, pu- pulls away from the wall. Yeah, I think I think he I think he uh comes up to Agent Grey and stands very straight and kind of blank in that way that like I think Saint has seen occasionally where you know Alistair at ease is usually Alistair playing someone who's at ease. Mhm. Um and so sta- standing up very straight uh, does say, um, sir, there are, uh, there are a number of unexpected variables in play, certainly. And, um, additional resources would be advantageous. And nods at Agent Rose, and I think nods you know, sort of, like, acknowledges Agent Rhodes and then there's a little bit more of a, like, eye contact of, like, we know each other to Ollie. What kind of a reaction do I get? I'm gonna say that Agent Coy, specifically, uh, kind of nods back, uh, smiles, and says, good to see you again, Agent McAndrews. We were, uh, pretty worried that you just kind of ran off like that, so glad to see you again. I think um, Alistair will sort of smiles and says, well, any hint of a lead, right? Certainly, that's what we do. As I had suspected, uh, Mr. Garcia Flores does indeed open uh, alternative avenues of investigation. Agent Gray makes eye contact with you, Saint. Mm -hmm. Um, And just kind of nods back at you. I'm like, well, good, if... uh... We trust our agents to be able to uh, make these sort of connections in the field, and uh, I'm glad you're with us, Saint. Hmm. This isn't him. My face is Yeah, so no, no. This no, isn't no. him. 
Yeah, definitely. It's definitely normal. Just like Alistair is definitely the kind of person who will drop everything and go after a lead without filing paperwork. Definitely the Alistair Ollie knows. Yeah, this is this is definitely not a man with an entire fence post stuck up as you know what. Yeah, um, I was thinking like, it seems weird that they saw me and the first thought was not to Alistair. What is he doing here? Yeah, what the fuck? What you, the fuck is the exorcist doing here? Yeah. Why did um, you not? Why did you bring him along and not tell us? Like, what is this here? Like, I'm shocked that your boss didn't like give you shit for this. So like, nah, this ain't it. But man, there's no way for us to kind of like no, communicate that thought to each other without seeming suspicious. So I'm no, I'm absolutely okay. letting Alistair run the lead here. Yeah. Um, that's fair. And I'm just going to give Gray a nod. Alistair's pissed at this guy. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, I think he's he's like Julian Springwood has something real. He has what Alistair has deep down really always wanted. He has access to something real. Mm. And he is fucking squandering it some pretty successful self-help books and and i think i think that i think christ that alistair wants to give him enough rope to hang himself with Mm -hmm. in this one i think that's i think (laughs) he's gonna play this until whoever this is screws up and knows they screwed so now i just have to be a good role player Mm -hmm. do you have a sit rep for me sir We've we've pursued a number of uh, dead-end lines of investigation in various parts of the building, determining that this was some sort of epicenter or inner sanctum, as it were. But clearly your efforts have led uh, you here more quickly. Do you have any insight into the... uh, purpose of this part of the hotel it seems to be the most one of the most difficult to access you seem to have hit the nail on the head agent mcandrews we have reason to believe that his inner sanctum is up on this floor whatever purpose he uses it for or uh why it needs to be isolated from the rest of the hotel is beyond us but we believe it's just behind one of these doors we actually have a small team waiting outside Uh, We parked next to your van. I hope you don't mind. We'd like you to rendezvous with them while we continue to investigate up here. We don't want to alarm them to our presence. We know for sure now that this is fake because uh, when we were talking to the guys on the radio, they said that there is one van that we found uh, and they would have definitely seen two at this point if they have been here long enough to make it up to the third floor. Um, okay. I think Alistair at that makes very deliberate eye contact with Agent Gray and just says, the rest of the team, sir. Did Agent Ortiz get assigned to this mission? Yeah, I believe we radioed ahead about that. Okay, Alistair, I th- and that's the point at which Alistair looks over at Saint and... um. <laughs> I'm really bad at fighting. Do I still have my taser on me? 
I'm, I'm, this is not. Yes, you do. This is, this is how I know. And, um, for the drama of it, is it, okay. Is it funnier if Alistair is like, yeah, definitely I'll head right there right now, whips around and tases the guy. Or is it funnier if he's like, we'll definitely go rendezvous with them, sir. And throws out, throws Saint the taser. Cause that worked so much um, better last time. <laughs> thought you were just going to say he's a saint, which I know he's a half elf, um, we've determined, but he's not that long. I mean, if anything, saint's a hobbit, but that's neither here nor there. Um, sorry, a halfling, my apologies. Anywho, uh, I think that you should keep the taser because I have other weapons and like you should have something. Um, so the lead in line was, was of course, you know, we, we radioed ahead. Um, and so Alistair just says... Oh, of course, sir. My mistake. It's been an eventful evening. Yeah. I'm going to tase him. Go ahead. (laughs) Or let me rephrase that. I'm going to attempt to tase him. Sure, sure. Which one are you aiming for? Um, I feel like you should get some kind of advantage because we're Mm -hmm. not officially in combat yet. I think you should, which is that I believe that count. I mean, not to use like D and D rules or anything, but that's like your yeah. This this is your surprise round. Uh, okay, so in order to my my options for for things to roll in order to fight people are uh, limited. Mm-hmm. Um, as in, I don't think that I have any of them. <laughs> you have fight. Um, no, no, I no, have I don't. fight. Right, it's right. like athletics, physique, fight. It's it's uh your your options for attacking are fight, provoke, and shoot. These are things that I do not have. At some point I will probably pick up I provoke. Like, um because yeah. I think that would be fun. I feel like doing something like tasing might be like, the, the, I feel like there's got to be an argument for using something outside of that. Because, like, are you fighting? Yeah. But also you're trying to, um, like, take somebody out in terms of, like, getting them out of your way. Um, which I feel like is slightly different. There's got to be something. That being said, I think you can roll, like, you can roll fight without having fight. Yes, yes, You I just can. wouldn't get a I'm bonus. I'm just trying to it's just a, I was just trying to see, like, how could we get you, like, a plus one or something. All right. Actually, you know what? Here, I, I got I got something breezy. Do you have uh-huh. Deceive? I do. You could faint. That's fair. F-E-I-N-T. Yes, F-E-I-N-T. Um, that's an like, interesting... All right, if you say so, boss, and then wham! So it's going to be... This is a plus... I'm going to have a plus one on this roll. Um... And that is, um, ooh, okay. That is two positives and two neutrals. And Yay. A plus one, four, Hoo-ah. a three. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and describe this action as best you wish. Okay. So, um, having, With a plus you know, three, I assure you, you succeed. Having, having turned around to ostensibly obey instructions from his, uh, air quotes, handler, um, Alistair, makes eye con like turns as he's turning makes eye contact with saint um and then genuinely that's the and then like keeps Mm -hmm. spinning is if he's if he's like turning over his right shoulder 
keeps turning mm-hmm. around and pivots all the way around. Taser comes out. And he's fucking goes to is to, is like, yep, nope, I'm definitely <laughs> in at uh Agent Gray. In a display of a completely normal and understandable employee-employer relationship, you yeah. slow tase your tase boss. Your the, the, boss. The, 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 <laughs> don't tase your boss. <laughs> legally, we cannot, you uh, your boss. legally yeah. we cannot support you tasing your boss. <laughs> uh, you absolutely uh, slug Agent Gray in his stomach with the taser and let loose uh, with the uh, bolt of electricity from the tip of that taser. The room is very dark and only lit by those candles. And the flash of that taser is enough uh, that it draws your eyes down for a moment. When you draw your eyes back up, back toward the face of Agent Grey, he is no longer Mm -hmm. Agent Grey. At some point in the darkness and doubling over from that pain, he kind of shifted out of this sheep. And you're looking at the wolf right in front of you. The blue vest and dragon tattoos of Dr. Springwood's assistant. Hmm. Oh, balls. He yells at the top of his lungs, doubled over in pain. You dumb son of a bitch! (laughs) Wow. And it's there. We'll have to end this episode. Okay. Oof. Oh, that was so fun. Yeah, that was tasty. What you've just been listening to was Parascience, a glimpse into a world unknown. It was an actual play horror adventure told to you through the Fate system. Our players are Ezra Kay as Agent Alistair McAndrews and Manny Trumbo Gomes as capable young man St. Garcia Flores. As for myself, I was your game master and disembodied voice, Ben Hamlin. I also produced this show. Our theme song is by the incorporeal Johnny Ronaldo, and our logo was created by the haunted visage of Tara Bossart. We are currently in the process of remastering and transcribing earlier episodes of the show, and for that I would like to thank Glory Duda, Marcel Hood, and Julie Cooper, as they write down our every word and weave an intricate web of audio for you. You can stay tuned to our social media channels for more information on these developments. This show is brought to you by Infinity Break, where we're telling stories our own way. You can follow us on social media at InfinityBreak23 and check out our website for all of our other podcasts at InfinityBreak.net. We appreciate you listening to this program. If you want to help spread the word, there are a good many ways to do that. Word of mouth helps us immensely, and you can add us at ParasciencePod on Twitter. And while you're at it, why not tag InfinityBreak23? We have a Patreon at Patreon.com forward slash InfinityBreak where you can start donating to InfinityBreak for as little as $1 a month. And if you listen to Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a review. Lastly, I would encourage you to join the haunted chorus of voices at the Infinity Break Fan Discord. That's bit.ly forward slash Infinity Talk, capital I Infinity, capital T Talk. That's all for now. Let parascience never let you sleep. Like a knocking sound from the attic, or a drop of blood from the ceiling. Be careful where you step this chapter.